Hey, and welcome again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I am the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. Super excited to have you join me again as we take a devotional walk through the New Testament, looking at just a portion of every chapter of the New Testament. And today, as we continue in the Gospel of Mark, we find ourselves in Mark chapter 6. Now, Mark chapter 6, it is classic Mark in terms of the the speed of the content. Uh, Mark's Gospel is one that just moves. It is action-oriented. And so today, as we open up to Mark 6, I actually want to focus in on the first uh, six verses, actually, and take a devotional look at Jesus back at his hometown, back with people that knew him as he grew up. And so why don't you open up with me or look on your screen as I read for you chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Here's what the text says. It says, He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could not do mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went out among the, among the villages teaching. Interesting, interesting passage. I mean, in this passage, we have Jesus returning home and, and being himself, teaching and doing miracles. And even in his teaching, those who uh, those who would be those folks who remember him growing up, that watched certain portions of his life, who knew his mom, who know his brothers. Uh, traditions has it that his father's dead by now, but, but maybe even some of them even knew... Uh, his dad, Joseph, these people look at what he says. It says, where do you get these teachings? Who, who is this guy? Isn't this, isn't this the son of Mary? We know him. And they, they were offended. They were offended. Jesus says, you know, a, a prophet is not without honor except for in his own town. He, he's making the point that he's going back to the place he grew up and and uh, th- they're unwilling to have belief in him. They're unwilling to see that God is actually working in him. They're, they're unwilling to recognize his true identity as the perfect sinless son of God. Uh, the last chapter, we saw a demonic who was possessed with thousands of demonic spirits. And they said, you are the son of God most high. And now these folks that have seen Jesus for much of his life, they look at him and they have, they have total unbelief. They have zero faith. And Jesus' response, he, he marveled at it. He marveled at it. As it if like, look at what's in front of your very eyes. Tune in. Pay attention. Take whatever's in your eyes and rub it out. Open your eyes and, and look at what is in front of you. He marveled that they were unwilling to see. They were unwilling to believe that Jesus is who he is. They wanted to put him in a box. They wanted to hold him as, oh yeah, this is, he, he's just a carpenter. He's not a rabbi. He, he's just Mary's son. He, he's nothing more than that. 
They were unwilling to trust in the true character of Jesus. And I think sometimes we do this as well, don't we? We, uh, we want to put Jesus in a box. We want to diminish him and his power and his might and his glory. We want to ignore his sovereignty and his faithfulness. We, we want to act like maybe at times that we are in charge, not, not him. And so we can, we can bend him to our will or, or put him in our box so he'll do the things we want him to do instead of doing exactly what those people in his hometown needed to do. Take the blinders off their eyes and realize Jesus is Jesus. Just like we said yesterday, God is God. And so now Jesus is Jesus. And he marveled at them. That word marveled, interesting word. It's the same word used in Matthew 8.10. It says, when Jesus heard this, he marveled and he said to those who followed him, truly I tell you, with no one in Israel I have found such faith. We talked about this when we looked at, at Matthew 8. Do you remember that passage? That asks the passage of the centurion who expresses faith in Jesus, that Jesus doesn't even need to go to his house to, to provide healing. Jesus can just say the words. Jesus in one story marvels at the great faith of the Gentile. Jesus in another story marvels at the absence of faith in his hometown. Uh, this just this this hits me deeply. It makes me think how often I take Jesus for granted. I put Jesus in my box. I expect Jesus to act the way I want him to, instead of trusting that he's going to act based according to based upon his character as revealed in the Word of God, and based upon his sovereign divine will. How often? How often, I wonder, does Jesus marvel at my lack of faith? And, and, and how often does he marvel when I actually do express the childlike faith? When, when I do trust him in my difficulty or in my challenge? When I do step out in faith and serve in a way that's uncomfortable or, or speak truth in a way that I know maybe is not popular, but, but I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone and marvel and trust at him. How often in those do I, how, how often do I have those moments where he, he looks at me and marvels? Not because of a lack of faith, because, because of a presence of faith. How about for you? How about for you? I don't know what you're going through in your life today. I don't know what the ups and downs are. I don't know what, what you're dealing with day in and day out. I don't know the tensions and the challenges and the pressures, but, but here's what I know. I know that if you've been following Jesus, you might get into that position where you start to take him for granted, where you start to put him in your own little box. And this today, our ancient way for the modern day, it is just a great clarion call to trust him to marvel at him, to place our faith in him. Don't be faithless. Don't become, uh, don't let Jesus become something that's common to you, but instead marvel at him in his identity and in his majesty. Marvel at him in his power and in his sovereignty. What a great reminder. I hope this encourages you. I hope this challenges you. I hope this leads you to be in awe of Christ. And really my prayer is that he would marvel at you as you trust in him. We'll see you again tomorrow.